0: Oh my God, if I had any hair left in my head, I would be ripping it out as we speak. What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Say Hey Podcast, episode 16, I believe. I'm your host today, James Donahue, as I am for every show, and hopefully that's not a deal breaker for you. My God. Let me just say right off the bat, there is still a chance for us to make the playoffs. But a good portion of our fate is no longer in our hands due to the two losses we just experienced against the Padres. All we can do on our end end right now is win today's game. Losing is no longer an option. If we lose, then we go home. That's it. I don't know what else to tell you. I don't know whatever language I need to speak to relay that information. But if we lose, we're done. But before we dive into today's game, there's a lot that needs to be digested in order to fully understand the situation that we are in. Today's episode obviously won't be like most, considering that we only have to worry about one game, so today I'm just going to go ahead and give a brief breakdown of what has transpired over the past two days against the Padres, and then I will break down all of the different playoff scenarios that can happen. Alright, first things first, after making his long-awaited start after being activated from the disabled list, Jeff Samarja has been officially released by the team. I know there's been a lot of questions and confusion as to why that is, and I'm going to go ahead and attempt to answer that as best as I can for you guys. Since Friday was a doubleheader game, that meant the Giants were able to roster an extra pitcher for one of these games, but only for these games. After the doubleheader games, the Giants will have to make a roster cut the next day. Jeff Samarja was that extra guy for us on Friday, and his final start of his Giants career did provide relief for the rest of our pitching staff, but ultimately was underwhelming when he gave up three runs in three innings. Gabe Kapler explained that in order to keep the shark on our roster, we would have to cut someone else. And since the starters have already been established for this Giants team, Samarja's only option would be to convert to a relief pitcher, which he has never done throughout his entire career. Kapler thought it would be the best to move forward with the pitchers on his roster who know their roles, which meant the shark was getting the boot. Samarja finished the 2020 season with a 9.72 ERA and only four starts. And it's always sad seeing a longtime Giant leave, especially on a day that Hunter Pence retires. But there was just no room for him on the roster this late in the season. Now, moving on, something else that needs to be addressed is Sam Coonrod. First, Gabe Kapler had no other choice but to use Coonrod in the bottom of the 7th inning in Game 2 of Friday Night's doubleheader. He had already used Kayla Berger, Jarlin Garcia, Sean Anderson, Sam Selman, and not to mention Tyler Rogers had just pitched 3 outings in a row, so he was in desperate need of some rest. Which meant that the only 2 that were left were Coonrod and Wendy Peralta. And since Wendy Peralta is most effective as our long relief pitcher, that left Coonrod to be the one to toe the rubber in the bottom of the ninth, or the seventh in this case, since it was a doubleheader game. I won't go into detail as to what exactly happened, because odds are, if you're listening to this podcast today, then you already know what did happen. What you might not know, however, is that the next day, Coonrod landed on the 10-day disabled list with the right shoulder strain, which means he's done for the season. Which now makes sense, but also it doesn't. It makes sense because now we can see why his command of his elite fastball was anywhere but in control. However, it doesn't make sense because, well, what the hell were you doing pitching in the most crucial game of the season while you were injured? Kunran must have either been injured before his outing or during his outing. And my question to that would be, why did nobody know about this? Kapler even came out and said that he had no prior knowledge of this injury heading into this game, which means it's coo- it's on Kunrad to communicate when he is injured. This particularly rubbed me the wrong way because I understand wanting to be a part of a playoff push, but you also have to be smart, my guy. We are winning 5-3 heading into the bottom of the seventh, which means you have to set us up for not only our second win against the Padres, but... If we did win, it would have set us up nicely for a potential sweep and leisurely stroll into the playoffs. And in case anybody needs a further reminder, that does not happen, ever, for the Giants, especially against the Padres. And after yesterday's horrible loss, Friday night, Game 2 loss hurts even more than it did after Trent Grisham hit a walk-off bomb, which landed into McCovey Cove. And I had no idea something like that could hurt even more than it already did, but here we are. So now, now that we're showcasing a two-game losing streak against the Padres, what type of situation are we in exactly? All right, here we go. Buckle up because it is going to be a crazy ride. I'm going to try my best to break down each playoff scenario moving forward as best as I can, starting off with the most straightforward one. If the Giants beat the Padres today and the Brewers lose today to St. Louis, The Giants are in, and we will face the Dodgers in best-of-three wildcard rounds starting Wednesday night in Los Angeles. Obviously, crossing our fingers, that's our best case, first-case scenario. That's what we want. We need to win today, and we need the Brewers to lose today. That's our first choice. Next straightforward option. If the Giants lose to the Padres, they're out. Period. That's it. Our season's over. We cannot lose. I've already illustrated this earlier in this episode. Losing is not an option. Pretty straightforward so far, right? Hopefully. Great. Now here comes the turbulence. If the Giants and the Brewers both win today, that would force the Cardinals to travel to Detroit to play the Tigers for a scheduled makeup doubleheader on Monday because the Giants would then remain alive. Two Cardinals losses against the Tigers would leave the team at a 29 and 31 record and out of the playoffs while the 500 Giants and Brewers both get in. All the Cardinals have to do if they have to play on Monday is win one game in Detroit on Monday and that would kick us out. So that was a lot to handle. I know. So basically, this would be the worst case scenario and that only happens if the Giants and the Brewers both win. The Cardinals go to Detroit on Monday and they battle it out there. Not to mention, through all of this chaos, the Phillies are not dead yet either. If they beat the Rays on Sunday while the Giants and the Brewers both lose, Gabe Kapler's former team is in. Now that sounds like one hell of a nightmare. And it is. It really is. I didn't sleep at all, actually. And my only advice right now is that we have to take today each moment at a time. And the number one thing we have to do first and foremost is win today's game. That is the only thing that we can focus on, and that is the only thing we can control at this point. Then we can worry about the rest of this mess that has been created by us aiming the gun right at our foot and pulling the trigger with no hesitation. With that being said, if I could pick any pitcher to get things done for us today, it's Drew Smiley, who just so happens to be starting for us today. I will happily remind you that Drew Smiley's first start back from the disabled list came on December 10th against, that's right, the San Diego Padres, and he completely shut them down. His four innings of relief that night consisted of striking out eight batters and only allowing two hits. To make matters even better for us, Kevin Gosman is available to come into the game as a reliever in case things get dicey, but like I said, we are taking each moment at a time. In order to win this game, a couple things need to happen in my opinion. One, base running errors have to stop. Well, actually, if we could pre- prevent any errors in this game, then it will only help our chances. But recently, the base running has been a big frustration. As for Dubon's monumental mistake last night, Gabe Kapler has already come out and stated, quote, I told him I needed to be honest with him. That is a really, really bad baseball play. It's a bad baseball play because there's a tiny, tiny upside and there's a ton of downside. We've been winning games by having big innings and that had a chance to be a big inning. Dubon later came out and stated that he was trying to fire up a team that looked flat earlier on, but he also stated that he now knows how bad of a play that was. 2. Solano has to hit. Being the best hitter in our lineup means nothing to me if you completely disappear during the biggest games of the season. Last night, Solano struck out with the bases loaded with zero outs, and that was arguably the biggest moment of the game. He finished his night going 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. However, the last time he did that, the next day he went 2 for 4 with an RBI, which is exactly the type of day we need, we need from him. Now, I'm not trying to leave it all on Solano, but the bottom line is that he is our most effective and most reliable right-handed hitter. As Darren Ruff and Evan Longori has shown us recently. I don't need Solano to hit for the cycle, but I also don't need him to disappear completely either. I need him to show up and I need him to lay it out on the line for the final game of the season. Which ties into my last point, Three. And that is this offense needs to get going early in this game. There's nothing left on the line. If we lose, we go home, which means these hitters need to be coming out of the gate with an attack first mentality. Otherwise, we run the risk of falling behind quickly against one of the best offenses in the major leagues. All right, folks, that is going to be all for today's show. It is a short one, but like I said, it was not going to be like any show that we've had so far this season. Bottom line is that there has been a lot that's happened over the past two days, and I wanted to help you digest it, and process it before the final game of the regular season. As I've talked about already, there is still hope heading into the playoffs, and we just have to take it one moment at a time. The last thing I will say is that today's game starts at 12.05, and it'll feature a matchup between Drew Smiley and Adrian Marjon for the Padres, who has an ERA of 4.86 on the year but also has an ERA of 11.25 over his last seven days. And the best part is that the Giants are showcasing a 438 batting average against him. So what does that mean? Well, it means that this game is ours to lose. We're throwing out our best pitcher against this team, and we are facing a pitcher that is vulnerable to our hitters. The hope is there. The matchup is there. But as we've learned from this Padres team, nothing is guaranteed. Folks, thank you so much for stopping by to listen to another episode of the Say Hey Podcast. And just a reminder, you can find the Say Hey Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And don't be afraid to leave a review or rating if you feel so inclined. It is greatly appreciated. What's also appreciated is the support that I've received from you guys as listeners during the entire season. I can't express how grateful I am. And that's mainly because I don't really know how to express how grateful I am because the support has been overwhelming. And I just want to say that no matter what the outcome is today, I'm not going to stop posting. Uh, If anything, I will be posting maybe one time a week, maybe keep it to two times a week. I'm not exactly sure yet, but please expect an episode to come out on Tuesday, despite what happens today. All right, folks, that is going to conclude our episode today. Thank you again so much. Stay safe. And lastly, go Giants.